Number 106, Lifting Up the Curtain I Have Seen. This begins with a poem from Kabir, from Songs of Kabir, translated by Rabindranath Tagore. And Kabir says, There is nothing but water at the holy bathing places, and I know that they are useless, for I have bathed in them. The images are all lifeless, they cannot speak. I know, for I have cried aloud to them. The Purana and the Quran are mere words. Lifting up the curtain, I have seen. Kabir gives utterance to the words of experience, and he knows very well that all other things are untrue. That's kind of the point. All other things are untrue. Not unreal, but untrue. Truth in Vedic terms is very specifically that which never changes. And in order to have that which never changes or truth as the basis for our life, we must have an experience of that which never changes, truth, in our life. This is the point of meditation in spiritual terms. In real-world terms, quote-unquote, it gives us more energy, it allows us to let go of stresses both of the moment and of the lifetime, the long-term stresses. It allows us to have a much less fraught experience of our days and nights of each other. It allows us more and more to respond to the world rather than be in reaction to the world and the people of the world. And it allows us to get in touch with that underlying truth as it is lived and felt and expressed in each of us. In our relative world experience, society, schools, churches, our parents, in so many ways and from so many directions, we're taught not to trust ourselves, not to trust anything we can feel within. We're taught not to believe what is within. We're told to look to some authority or to our peers to show us how to be what is right and what is wrong, when all along, right here within, we are actually being shown step by step where to go and what to do, moment by moment by moment. We have the most perfect guidance system here within. If only we could stop long enough to feel it, to experience it. To begin, we might ask, what does your heart say rather than what do you think? Or what is your opinion? We might notice when we say something like, ah, it felt right, but I just couldn't get my head around it. If it's the truth, it's a guarantee you can't get your head around it. It won't make logical sense 
in its totality. You might ask, how would the most perfect world feel? And are you moving toward that? And if you're not moving toward that, how is that working for you? Are you happy, content? Are you choosing unhappiness now to have happiness in some distant future? Inside each of us, there is actually a longing for something more than what can be seen and heard. This is our individual desire for wholeness and indeed for finding our place in the wholeness of the universe, of consciousness itself. If there is something beyond chaos and chance in this universe, and if there is an intelligence to this life, which if you've made it this far in these podcasts, you believe that there is something going on here other than what can be seen and described and figured out. And if there is this one thing, this wholeness, why would that wholeness, that universal intelligence, give us longings for something we could never achieve? Why would it give us this need to find wholeness unless it were meant to lead us in the direction of that wholeness, lead us in the direction of where it would have us move. And we can call it nature or God or flow. How could it be served by giving us unfulfillable desires, dooming us to live lives of quiet desperation? It gains nothing by that. And if this oneness, this wholeness, this idea that the Veda posits of one whole complete field of being and each of us individual expressions of and from this one whole complete field of being. That means that whatever nature is directing me toward, nature is directing itself toward that thing, not in order to punish itself, or make itself feel unworthy, or make itself come up short, but rather directing itself through me to a place where more and more it, I, will feel the oneness that it, I am. Nature shows itself the direction of life through desire and the feeling of rightness. We can witness the bloom of the sunflower following the sun across the sky. Or soon-to-be lovers connecting across a crowded room. We can notice geese flying north in this perfect formation with the spring. Or dolphins protecting surfers from sharks. This is life asserting itself in undeniable ways and in benign ways and in uplifting and forward evolutionary ways. And if we look at our own lives, we can see there are times when we have known, when we do know exactly what to do. And when we give ourselves permission to follow this hunch or intuition, we find ourselves 
in some miraculous place exactly at the right time and prepared to do exactly what is called for in that moment. Even this can be discounted as, as a coincidence, but why would we? Why not play a bit? See the universe as here for your learning and your bliss rather than to fulfill you or to serve your ego needs. See this wholeness as perfectly designed to evolve you as an expression of nature and guiding you within always to the next right action. This is the way the universe communicates with itself. It makes itself feel right when it is right. I am the universe. You are the universe. If it feels right to think this way, then that right feeling is an indication to continue looking at the world through these eyes and seeing what happens. Even when it might make no sense whatsoever. And just to close, one other way of looking at this, if we want to bring in an idea of the divine, of something of this wholeness as being personified in some fashion, as in the Bhagavad Gita, which is this conversation between Arjuna, this great warrior, and Krishna, who is an embodiment of the divine an avatar of Vishnu, and there to guide Arjuna in this tremendous challenge that he finds before himself. And here's a quote that just happens to be sitting in front of me every time I come to my chair here to record. And this is Krishna speaking to Arjuna and saying, He who perceives me everywhere and beholds everything in me, never loses sight of me, nor do I ever lose sight of him. Which is simply another way of saying, when I look for a wholeness to be experienced, when I look for direction to be had, that looking is answered in kind by this oneness of the universe reaching back and offering me a pathway forward, offering me support in the direction of what wants to happen, which by definition is what really will offer me the fullness and happiness and experience that I've been looking for. Today I will follow an inspirational feeling, even at the risk of doing something silly, at the risk of embarrassing myself. I will allow a sense of play and whimsy in my day for at least a moment or two here and there whenever I can bring myself to do it. Thanks for listening. Have a beautiful day. Thanks for listening to Embracing Bliss. I started this podcast and the book it's based on to offer a daily reminder to myself as well as to you that we have the freedom to choose happiness. And if ever we needed happiness and freedom to choose in this world, now would be that time. 
So please do share it with someone you love, send it to a friend, and also please stay in touch. Links for Instagram, uh, the book Embracing Bliss, and to sign up for my newsletter can all be found in the show notes. Until next time, have a great day.